0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. This evening, this morning, tonight, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, we will be discussing the newest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is WandaVision, that was on Disney+, Plus, because nothing is coming out in theaters, at least we're getting something online, yay! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, joining me this night, uh, today, whenever this is, uh, is Mr. Justin Pickard. Justin, welcome to the show, how are you?
1: I'm doing really good. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a little late, um, but uh, I'm excited to finally talk with you about Wandavision.
0: Yeah, and is it a little late? I'm sorry. I got, again. It's almost eleven o'clock his time. I, you
1: know, and I'm a big baby. And I is I, I different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. There are no schedules uh, when you, uh, especially um, er, early childhood, really mm-hmm. young kids. Uh, there is no set schedule.
0: The best laid plans are doomed to fail they, to a one-month-old.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's very good that we're talking WandaVision and MCU, because it's kind of how me and you started. That's uh, entertaining was discussing Marvel movies.
0: Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Wrong franchise, but same sentiment. Uh, yes. yes, that is. When we were talking on the Marriage of the Games forum, I think it was. Yeah, We were talking about the movies and things like that, and... We just wanted to both talk about the MCU stuff, which at that time was probably Phase 2, or maybe the first Avengers, somewhere around there. Yeah. That was probably when that was. And probably uh, Phase 2, and yeah. Both, yeah, you and I were both bursting at the seams, and we could not wait to talk about Thor The Dark World.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the best of the MCU. Oh, <laughs>
0: uh, man. Well, before we jump into it, anything that you wanted to uh let the folks know that you have been entertained by or recently
1: yeah i've i've been watching a few movies um last month uh we are recording in march but last month was uh black history month and i actually watched two really good films um kind of relating to this to black history and um one was uh a night in miami um which is it's a fictional take on a real night i think where Um, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, uh, Sam Cooke, and I forget the last guy's name, um, football player, um, Jim Brown, um, all met in Miami. I think think true story is they just hung out and partied that night, and these iconic um, black men hung out um, in a period that they were being, you know, a lot of stuff was going on at the time. So, really great movie, um, originally written to be a... um, stage play and it it feels like that it's a stage play kind of movie um but i think the pandemic led them to be like well i guess we can't do a broadway show so we'll make this into a movie and it was really good um second film uh judas and the black messiah which i believe is still on hbo max um
0: yeah, that was one of the ones that was new in theater and HBO Max at the same time, right?
1: Yep, yep, that was a big um uh that would have been a big uh, theater release. Um I assume it wasn't because it was also on HBO Max and people are still avoiding the theater. So, um but that was also a very um that one um was more of a thriller, more of a traditional movie style, but about a very real subject um and being the assassination of Malcolm. Um of, sorry, Fred uh, Hampton, Um, and uh, it's really about Fred Hampton and the guy who kind of helped him, incarcerate him, or uh, helped set him up to get assassinated, so, by the FBI. So, uh, really sad story, but very, really, very good film, um, and great acting. Um, I think Daniel Kaluuya will get many awards for that uh, film, so... Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, just want to bring those two up. Those were two big ones. I've watched other random stuff. I actually just finished rewatching Blade Runner twenty forty nine today. <laughs> um, I just I hadn't seen it since it originally released, and with uh, Dune coming out this later this year, I was like, you know what, I'll go back to uh, Denis Villeneuve's last uh, fall, you know big giant sci fi movie. So I can't think of it. I, can't, I don't know how to say his name, but.
0: We'll go with that. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, for me, I, in, you know, in, in a court of Black History Month, I also watched and uh, also kind of wanting to experience more of Chadwick Boseman's uh, filmography. I watched the James Brown movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's called Get On Up. I yep. think that's what it's called.
1: Yeah, yeah that sounds right.
0: Uh, yeah, and that was on HBO Max. And I saw that. And I was like, I haven't seen this. And I wanted to watch it. Kind of chronicled his life. Uh, really good story it was interesting kind of just seeing how it, it was told I I didn't much care for the way it was edited because it kind of it would go back and forth in time a lot mm. and it didn't feel like it needed to do that so it would like go to you know start out later life then it would go to like childhood then it would go to middle age and then it would go back to later life then it would go back to middle age then it would go back to childhood and then it would just all these things kind of happened um, it was a really good story overall I, if you can if you can get through that editing which you know is just a little bit to me i like linear storytelling <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm a simpleton tell me a story from start to finish uh but i thought that it was actually really good chadwick boseman was fantastic in it and actually all the actors were were really good in it the music was good and i think i remember reading that chadwick actually did some of the singing in it if oh, not wow. all of it yeah so uh definitely if if it's still on hbo max that's, that that is worth a watch Um, But honestly, I haven't been watching much else other than like garbage TV, (laughs) Uh, which I refer to affectionately because it is like, you know, the cooking shows like the world or the worst chef in America or uh, diners, dive-ins and drives and stuff like that on, on the Discovery Plus app. Because, you know what, that's something that you can always put on the TV and and just have on in the background. You don't care if the kids watch it because it's. It's cooking. What's yeah. going to go wrong?
1: It's like, it's like <laughs> low-stakes television. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, you just don't have to worry about it. You don't have to watch every single second of it. And
0: mm-hmm. with children,
1: that uh, can be very useful. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, worst thing they're going to learn is how to dice up an onion. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, let's uh, not bury the lead. We are here to discuss, of course, WandaVision. Which, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not yet seen the entirety of WandaVision, and in fact the entirety of the MCU up to this point, uh, pause and finish it because it's all going to be, you know, free game at this point. So uh, let's let's talk about first the way that was released. So this was typically, or was different from the typical like Netflix style release, which Netflix they drop a whole season of a show on like a Friday, and then. The world binges it over that weekend, and then it's done, right? Uh, They, along with The Mandalorian, took a decidedly different approach to how they wanted to have this shown. So it was week-by-week releases, um, drawing it out over nine weeks, actually eight weeks, because the first two episodes released at the same time. So first off, I wanted to ask you about that release method. Uh, What did you think of it? Did Did you like that release method, or do you prefer that Netflix binge model?
1: I think I'm well it's hard. Uh, this is obviously what Disney's plan is to keep doing that. They did it with Mandalorian. They're not they're not banking on the binge model. Um I enjoyed it with the Mandalorian and I enjoyed it with WandaVision. Um I think that it got some people in trouble with WandaVision because they had a whole week to <laughs> speculate and we we'll, we can get into that a little bit later, but um I uh, I still enjoy it. I do I like watching it. I, like, texting my buddy the next day, discussing it, you know, going over it, you know, um, talking about it with people at work. Uh, it's fun. It's water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. And this show specifically was, like, <laughs> designed for, like, the YouTubers and water cooler talk people of the world to, like, speculate on all the little Easter eggs.
0: All the theories and yes, uh, what could this mean type scenarios. Oh, yes. 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 Yep. They, they were abounding for sure. Yes. Personally, I, I like this. I like the, the, the trickle method because let's be honest, right? If, if a show hits Netflix and it's a show that you want to talk about and that you want to watch and you want to enjoy, you almost feel, you know, like rushed, like you have to rush through it before you, you know, get spoiled on something, right? Because if you're on social media or something, and then all of a sudden you see something pop up or some image or something from the final episode, and you're like, are you serious? I'm like on episode four. Um, with this, you're you're all on the same page. Everybody's at the same time. It's much easier for a parent to be able to find, you know, 45 minutes in an evening or something to watch an episode. Uh, and it also gives you a chance to, like you said, digest it, to kind of just get understand what's going on, which gives you a chance to watch the episode a couple times before watching the next one uh, just to kind of make sure you saw what you saw which was very good with WandaVision because as this show starts out it's this, you know, the premises like these old sitcoms like Mary Tyler Moore and things like that and you're trying to figure out what's going on as this is going so as you're watching it week to week and you see it progress from you know, one Decade to another as it goes, or one show style to another as it goes. It really does a good job in, in telling that story, not only through what's you know written and what words are spoken, but also the way it's filmed and the way it's it's portrayed and and how Wanda is at that particular time. So I I, per, I personally like the the week to week method. Um, Disney Plus. It'll keep subscribers up for longer because this is going to be over the like a couple months to release it. So you know, if people are watching it week to week as it releases, that's two months of, of subscribers. And then we're going to see you know again with the Winter Soldier and Falcon here uh, later this month that uh, this is going to continue to be their method. Um, so I'm I'm fine with it. I personally prefer it. Uh, I originally didn't, to be honest. When I was younger, when I had no children, when I had less of a life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed having the the Netflix thons on the weekends, uh, but you know, as I'm an old decrepit man now, <laughs> with less time, uh, it is definitely nicer for me. Uh, and I think that could be said for you know, a lot of people in, in you and I situation to have the week to week releases. So, I'm, yeah, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, I remember like the last season of Stranger Things. It it took me. You Know eight weeks or whatever to actually finish the show. Um, because I just don't have time to pinch, sit through, and binge an entire season in one weekend. So, as nice as that sounds, it's just not realistic. Um, with the mm-hmm. little ones, so um, yeah, and obviously doing well since there was actually news about Disney Plus today that they surpassed a hundred million subscribers, um, in just
0: one hundred million
1: and s- just 16 months. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think um, probably, uh, I think Netflix is probably a little upset to hear that news because I think they're banking on them, taking a lot slower to gain those subscribers. But surprisingly, Star Wars and uh, the MCU can bring in a lot of people.
0: Go figure, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's only going to keep on going because, I mean, and right now they have a much more captive audience for people looking for new content. Uh, You know, there is no... Uh, theatrical releases for any big big movies right now. Even the movie I wish would come to Disney premiere, which is Black Widow, is, is still not coming to Disney premiere, at least they're saying so right now. They put uh, Mulan out there, and then they put Raya out there just recently. But both of those movies, I mean, I'll just be honest, they didn't speak to me. I wouldn't go see them in the theater personally. Uh so I will I waited for Mulan before it was just like on the regular Disney Plus and then I'll wait for Raya to watch it when it comes out in June on regular Disney Plus. But if they would release Black Widow, <laughs> if they would release, you know, any sort of Star Wars movie or something like that, I would be all in for that thirty dollar premiere access to watch it uh before it hits Disney Plus. So that's just my two cents. But yeah, a hundred million subscribers is fantastic. You know, and I think it's still, what is it? Is it still five bucks a month? I bought it for three years, so I don't know what the cost is. I think it's still five bucks a month.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's half Seven. a billion
0: dollars. Seven dollars. That's, uh, 700, uh, yeah. that's 700 million dollars. Yeah.
1: That's a lot per of... month. That's a lot of revenue. Per month. Yeah.
0: Let <laughs> that sink in for a minute. That is almost a billion dollars per month on disney plus subscriptions alone that is that is amazing but so Wandavision. uh what did you think the first episode when you saw it when you saw the premise actually it was the first two episodes when you saw this release and they were going through what was the first thing that you thought in your mind
1: um so leading up to the show see knowing that it was going to be there's going to be some black and white episodes and they're doing the old school um sitcoms, um, I was super excited for it, um, and the first episode, first two, let's let let's say the first two episodes, because they really on the same um, at the beginning, um, so I watched them together, and I absolutely loved it, like, I was just, I was 100% on board, I was excited for it to be a little bit different and weird, and um, I had said that I thought it was gonna, um, you know, turn some people off, um, I think more people ended up liking it. Um, even people that aren't mcu fans ended up it bring it started bringing some of them in um i think also just because the conversation has been about one division for the last eight weeks um so people just want to see it but yeah i was 100 percent all in on the whole sitcom thing um i thought the they just did a they did they recreated those old era sitcoms um with with love um and uh you know, even like down to the way they were animating things and the way that the cameras were panning was all realistic to the time that those sitcoms would have been shot. So, I thought that was very cool. Even you know, because you know, when Wanda does use magic in those early episodes, it's shot in a way that would be you, it, not with CGI. I I think they probably did use CGI because it's probably quicker than dangling plates and stuff from um, fishing line, I, or or maybe it's not. I don't know um but it they it gave that look anyways of of how you would have done special effects back in the day so um i i was 100 percent on board
0: yeah when i first saw it too i enjoyed the way they filmed it the way that they were approaching it that sitcom methodology and i thought i think it was the second episode it was the second episode right where they did like the uh, the magic show
1: yes um
0: that by the way was my favorite episode of the whole series that was fantastic the way that paul bettany acted in that in that episode was amazing yeah um but the way that they you know took that approach to filming it and then as it would progress on and like change the aspect ratio and things especially as they would go between show and what was happening in the quote-unquote real world uh those ways that they would move the uh the bars on the tv and the and the aspect ratio i, I really enjoyed that um but, yeah, when I first saw it, I was trying to figure out, okay, how is this going? I had my suspicions of, of how, you know, they got in the situation that they did, which um, the first episode is when they were introduced to, like, the dinner scene with the hearts. Uh, and there was, like, the calendar. We had the heart on it. And it was like, what's going on today? Well, I don't know. So the whole – the way Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany acted, but especially Elizabeth in that first episode, like, portraying the Mary Tyler Martek character – Was spot on, Mm -hmm. like the 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 pitch of her voice and everything. Uh, Also, Catherine Han, yeah, Han, Han. yeah, her 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 as the nosy neighbor character in that first episode was amazing. I absolutely loved it. And as you after you finish the series and you go back and watch it again, you really see it with different eyes. And you're like, "Oh, this is this is actually really layered and really cool." So, let's not bury the lead too much. And I know that we we kind of want to just shotgun approach this a little bit here. We're not going to go through the show episode by episode, but like I said, my favorite episode was the, the, the one with the magic show with, with Paul Bettany, especially his performance as that, the bumbling magician because he had the gummed up works. You know, he, he swallowed the gum and it was not gumming up the works. That was hilarious. Uh, the way he acted in there, flourish, you know, and all this stuff, was, mm-hmm. which was, again, called back to by Agent Wu later at the end, uh, which was funny. Um, what was your favorite episode or
1: favorite moment of the series? I think it might be, uh, the Halloween episode. Um, I just, uh, that's when we were getting more, first of all, it was just cool to see everyone in their classic costumes. Um, I thought that was like a cute nod to what they look like in the comic <laughs> books. Um, it also shows you how real how ridiculous the comic book, um, costumes or outfits really are. Um, cause those are pretty realistic with well, the way they granted they're like homemade or whatever, but, um, and uh yeah, um we're just you're getting more and more of the overarching story in the episode as well. Um and you're getting a lot of time with um the um brother um with Pietro. Pietro. Yeah. Fake um P. Yeah, so which we come to find out is fake and um you know, I just thought it was as cool and I believe that was the was that the nineties episode? Was uh, I don't, think or is that the two two thousands? That was like the Malcolm in the Middle episode.
0: No, no, Malcolm in the Middle was the second one after that. Okay, that's when when she was doing her quarantine style staycation or whatever she called it, uh, where she was wanting to be by herself for the whole episode because of what she did.
1: Well, no, that's that was like uh, Modern Family, right? They all melded in, in my brain right now. Um, They're all going together. Yeah. <laughs> um it, but yeah the halloween episode i just i just enjoyed it quite a bit so
0: yeah um so talking about the how the show progresses the first let's say 7 episodes were kind of all in the same vein of what was going on except uh you started to see after like episode 4 when they introduced monica rambo you see like what's happening in the real world was it episode four? It might have been episode six. I can't remember. Episode four uh, is when
1: we find out when we really meet Monica Rambeau and see her coming back okay. from the blip.
0: Yeah. And that was a really cool scene. Like seeing it from that perspective, like we, we saw in Spider-Man Homecoming, right? That's the only time up until now that we saw people kind of coming back from the, the blip and yeah. pre-materializing. Um, but, you know, you think about it and how people would just show up where they were uh and, like, there's no, there's no capacity. We don't know what's going on. And people obviously not knowing what, that they've lost five years of their life and people just not realizing what's going on and happening would cause a lot of chaos. Um, but I, I like the way that they portrayed that and showed what was happening in the hospital scene. And then, you know, tying it all together with Miss... Not Miss Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel? It was called Captain Marvel, right? The, the
1: movie. Yes, Captain Marvel. Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: tying it all with that because, you know, this is a little girl that was... Uh, the the wingman, if you will, of Captain Marvel. Um, seeing her come back in to play with this, seeing her mom's picture on the wall there at S.W.O.R.D., seeing S.W.O.R.D. In at all is, is a great nod to the comics because um, you always had S.H.I.E.L.D. and then you had S.W.O.R.D., which was kind of like the, the more offensive branch because it's a S.W.O.R.D., obviously. It. Uh, <laughs> um, so seeing how that all played together, what did you think about about how they started to pull in the real-world stuff, how they were layering in who Monica was and, and showing us how she came
1: to be in Wanda's world. Before I answer that, I have to admit, this is literally the first time I realized that it's Sword and Shield, and those are the two. Seriously? I, that went so far over my head that I didn't That's even think about it. the first time it. you put it together? Yes. Right now, <laughs> just now you said that, and I was like... Uh yeah okay that's yep that checks out I didn't embarrassingly did not think about that um, nice yeah no uh bringing that's kind of how they really tie it into the MCU is bringing Monica Rambeau and the Captain Marvel and all that and yeah seeing something from the MCU the traditional movies from a different perspective was so cool um uh, and and definitely not one of the highlights of the show. Um, I liked the slow rollout. Um I think uh the show just quickly picked up steam. Um and maybe too much so in the last episode. Um, but because uh, things just start to escalate faster and faster and faster. Um, especially in the last, you know, four episodes I'd say. But um mm-hmm. yeah, I uh I I could I honestly could've would have been fine with just a show of sitcoms um, of mm-hmm. of Wanda doing sitcoms and a slight reveal at the end um but uh, just watching the show slowly transform into a movie uh, mcu movie level production was pretty cool um yeah. and i really enjoyed that
0: yeah and so let, let's talk about this the the fact that it was portrayed as a television show you know, you're watching basically these these episodes of of the series for um, what Wanda was seeing in her head or what she wanted to have happen, um, and we come to find out later on in the show that that's because that was from a better memory that she had of of her family. They were all together before the dark time, before the mm-hmm. empire. Um, so if if you look at it from that point of view, understanding where she's coming from, it really makes a lot more of of sense as to what's happened, why she's doing this, what's going on. And it gives you a deeper peek into her psyche uh, and how she's just... She's been through a lot of trauma. You know, Wanda has been through the loss of her parents. She's been through the death of of her brother uh, and the death of Vision twice. Uh, First at her hand, second at Thanos' hand. Um, So she's been through a lot. And, you know, you find her broken in the situation. You see later on that, you know, she really gets kind of... Uh, set down this path and I'm not let's talk about this for a second she gets set down the path of creating this world from visiting the SWORD headquarters and the director of SWORD says that she came in there and she stole Vision's body which it was revealed that she did not uh, they had it and were rebuilding it but she felt Vision obviously the mind stone was gone the heart and soul you will of Vision and he was just like a, a metal chassis a body it's all and she didn't feel him so he was really dead. But then she went out to her car and saw this piece of paper there, this deed or whatever it was, for that address. Did I miss something? Where did that piece of paper come from?
1: I don't think we were shown that. I think it's just a convenient storytelling um, thing. Yeah, you assume he left it behind but because um, it looks like he wrote her a note and a good call back to the first episode when they're because he draws a little heart on that on that deed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And you see a heart in the uh, first episode. And they don't know what it's for, or why it's circled on that date. Um, and it's, you know, obviously his handwriting. So, um, no, I... Yeah, one of those things. Just convenient. You know, yeah. somehow you need to get her to that location. So that's... It's it's just there.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I watched this again and I was like, where did I miss this? Where did... Did I... No, I didn't see anybody walking away from the car or anything like that. But it was just like, she goes back to her car. She sees it. It's there. She goes there. I'm like, where did that come from? Anyway. Um, so I preferred. I'm going to just lay my cards on the table now. I liked the first seven episodes of the series way more than the last two, three mm-hmm. uh, episodes. Because of the, the way it was telling the story. It was going through those those... Seasons, and you were putting things together on the outside world with Monica and Agent Wu trying to figure out what was going on and Darcy was introduced, which Darcy needs to be in everything she's fantastic. Uh, I love Cat Denning's character um, but I did not like when we got to the big reveal of Agatha Harkness and how she was like kind of the foil to everything else that was happening in the world. Uh, that Wanda had created, like the song was was great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the, the uh it was Agatha all along. Song was fantastic. The, the iTunes chart
1: but... chart breaking song. <laughs> uh
0: huh. Exactly. But oh, once we get to that point, I just kind of like honestly checked out. I don't, I don't like Doctor Strange. I don't like the whole. You know, magical world of all this stuff. I prefer the Iron Man side of things. I like the science side of things with with Captain America and, and ant Man and all these these other characters that are more grounded in reality. And I I I I, I'll, I can buy the mutants having the abilities that they get or whatever, but just the whole magic thing is just so, blah. You know, it's just like very <laughs> comic unoriginal. booky. Yeah, unoriginal. Very kind of just just wrote and I don't. It doesn't it doesn't really fit. in in the MCU that I like to see. So what did you think about that? Um, Like I said, I preferred up until the reveal of Agatha Harkness and what follows from there. I'm just, I don't know.
1: So I think I'm just kind of down for anything at this point. Um, I uh, I'm prepared for the weirdness of that's going to be phase four. It's going to be weird. It's going to be cosmic. It's going to be magic it's gonna be the most comic booky things that they've put on screen so far. Um, I think
0: I don't know. I want to see Galactus. Give me Galactus. That's 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 cosmic. I guess. I
1: I think I think we're probably heading in that direction. Um, I didn't mind the reveal at all. I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, I didn't mind Agatha being. Um, I think if anything, I was upset that it wasn't. I would have been happier with a show that like almost there was no big bad it was literally mm-hmm. just all scarlet witch um i would have loved
0: that yes
1: um and, and kind of is because she is doing a lot of the stuff but you know we find out that Agatha's is kind of pushing her well i, I guess that's part, part of the problem is Agatha's not really doing anything she's just there to observe she just wants to steal the chaos magic um, and when she can't wait any longer, basically, is when she decides to reveal herself and um, kind of trigger all of uh, Scarlet, which is a pain, uh, grief, really, and pain, uh, to kind of trigger her to transform further and steal her magic. So I don't know. I don't. I I do like the magic stuff. I guess. Um, I thought the fol- once the reveal happens, the following episode when you see kind of a different sort of events that happens in Salem, Massachusetts, I thought it was a cool play on it. Um, on witches in Salem. I, the last episode I felt was super rushed that I didn't Mm -hmm. enjoy. It's like, Oh, there's vision on vision, fighting Agatha and Scarlet witch are fighting. And you got the director all doing their thing all at the same time. A lot of side characters that we liked through the first seven episodes, like you said, those little side stories, they get 5% Nothing. of the time, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got the reveal of a brand new superhero in the Two, show. Technically. Uh, who oh, else? New Vision. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Monica. Um, but with Monica Rimbaud becoming, you know, um, we don't know what she's going to call it in the, sh- the MCU, but she's a new superhero. She has superpowers and we just, they don't explore that even the tiniest bit. Um no. uh, she stops a few bullets. That's all we see. So
0: Yeah, and what's up with the director guy deciding to shoot at those kids and then like unloading an entire clip at oh, yeah. the kids? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he what the, he just in the world?
1: he turns from like Yeah, he's like, you know, a little bit of a snake and he's evidence tampering with evidence, you know, making up scenes of of um Elizabeth Olsen's <laughs> character breaking in. Um but then he's just down for shooting kids. Um, he might as well be twirling a mustache at the same. Yeah, time it is really. a little confusing because to him, maybe the kids aren't even real. So it's all this is all just fake or whatever. Because um, even I'm confused on that point about whether they're actually real or are they flesh and blood. You know, it, those that's that's the problem with magic and stories, right? Is what are the rules? Um, that's a song. What are the rules? uh i'm thinking of uh it's always sunny in philadelphia um uh there's but besides the last episode i liked it i liked the whole bringing it in the mcu mcu style storytelling
0: Mm -hmm. i did like this what was it the eighth episode where they were going through wanda's life kind of realizing what happened what what went wrong and how she got to that situation uh, I did like you know the the interplay between her and her ki- her and her parents her and her brother uh the uh, what is grief if not love persevering line that everybody seems to be latching on to yeah uh it's a pretty good one but i uh i i did enjoy those that perspective of things because it was another side like you said another side of the m c u events that uh, was kind of happening at the same time
1: yeah I mean we got to basically watch ten years of m c u movies uh, you know from her her perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the scene with vision and her is perfect because it justifies their relationship. Cause in the actual movies, we don't actually see them. I mean, we do get glimpses of them as a couple, but um, this is the first time you can see why she would fall for him. Um, um, Cause he's uh, she's in uh, various stages of grief and um, he's obviously there to comfort her and, um, you know, gaining some, humanity i guess so yeah that was i really enjoyed that episode and then yeah then the final the final episode is just like all right explosions magic guns (laughs) runes yes let's all let's wrap this up um and it's like ah that could have been two episodes at the very least um
0: the last episode definitely felt a little rushed um like darcy was in it for literally a second by driving the truck in. that's all it was yep uh, I wish there would have been been more, you know, with with those side characters, uh, like you know Johnny, not Johnny Wu. Agent Woo, uh, and like you said, more with Monica. We 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 have this new character now. We're, she's probably gonna get her own Disney Plus show, to be honest. I mean, that's probably what's gonna happen. She'll get her own show. But I would like to see, like, to have seen a little bit more exposition around those characters. But going back again to like what I what I wish the show would have been, and what they teased it would have been, was. That this the whole show was Wanda creating this world, right? And by her creating this, she rips the, the time-space continuum dimensional thing starts. You, you kind of lead into what they're going to do with the, the dimensions of madness or whatever it's called with uh, the multiverse of madness. And then that's why you had the X-Men uh, version or the Fox version of Quicksilver come through. And then it just kind of interplays. Like, if they would have melded it all in together that way... That would have been perfect and brilliant and amazing. And I think that's what a lot of people wanted, right? That's what I wanted. But then all of a sudden we we get the Agatha Harkness thing and then it just kinda like fizzles from there for me personally. Like up until that point, it was it was great, fantastic, ten out of ten stuff for me. And then it goes to I'm Agatha Harkness. I'm I'm a witch or whatever.
1: And then I'm just like blah. Yeah. All
0: the potential. Just lost.
1: I, I'm with you. I think I would have enjoyed that show more, um, and I think more people would have enjoyed that show more because it takes away from the MCU, MCU stuff that people maybe aren't you know people that aren't interested you know. There's some you can enjoy the first seven episodes or first six episodes and not really know much about the MCU at all, um, but then it kind of quickly changes and you kind of have to be more invested in that style of storytelling. Um, mm-hmm so and I I, you know we obviously always have been so it just didn't bother me as much but yeah I much prefer your idea and I think a lot of people probably do even if they had Agatha as a character I could have done with her not being like the big bad and just being like there like if she would have done what she did in the second to last episode and kind of carry her through those uh, stages of grief um, but not End up trying to just kill her, just like kind of guide her through that to become the Scarlet Witch. Um, I would almost preferred her as you know a helper, which I think in the comics she, from what I've read, she isn't always that bad. So I'm confused why they made her basically this evil being and a big bad. So,
0: well, this is also the same people who turn the scrolls into good guys. So
1: yes, yes, <laughs> uh, and I think that gets very confusing if you want to read up on scrolls and. Um, you know they yeah they're they're basically but good guys now so, um. Yeah, I I overall I did enjoy the show quite a bit. Um, could have been better, and I was there's actually a lot of reports out today that saying that there's some stuff that there's even extra scenes that they wanted to film and they couldn't because they didn't have enough time for VFX and all this other stuff. I don't know if that would have made anything better. Um, cause it seems like the overall story was still set in stone. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm excited for Dr. Strange, um, and Spider-Man for that. It's those, those two seem to be about the same thing, um, from what we've heard or, or, or same subject matter at all with multiverse and multiple dimensions. So,
0: um, Spider-Man definitely sounds like it's going to be
1: crazy. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. Um, yeah someone pointed out today that there has never really been a bad live action Spider-Man. Um, at least since Tobey Maguire's, um, none of them are bad. They're all pretty yeah. good. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, the amazing Spider-Man's they weren't bad. And then the new stuff with, uh, Tom Holland has all been pretty good, obviously. I mean, Spider-Man three was the worst of the bunch for sure. Yeah. But.
1: Yeah. Um, which I hope they bring just all of the bad guys from, that from that movie into the into this new one just to mess with us, um, <laughs> I if if Toby I want to
0: see I want to see Toby Maguire walking yes, down the street yes, doing the thing. Exactly, shirt. that's exactly where my <laughs> head where I was
1: going is, I even if it's for like a split second, if he can just do a little bit of that, then that would be amazing.
0: I think. Well, they leaned into that in the uh, the animated movie. Yes, um, into the, the Spider Verse when he was walking down the street. Yeah, yes. that was
1: hilarious. That was so good. Um, I think the crowd would uh, still eat it up. So. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I, I'm glad with this uh, this show basically set up to you know set up Captain Marvel uh, two, um, as well as uh, the new Doctor Strange movie, and I'm totally down for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it'll. You know, we'll we'll definitely see Monica again, if not in her own show, in a Captain Marvel movie. Um, I'm sure she has some sort of way to contact her, and Captain Marvel will come because she's her her buddy her pal she's her Jimmy Olsen right so i'm i uh, i'm thinking that we'll see her again for sure then and then like you said we'll 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 see Wanda again in the doctor strange movie because you see her with the dark hole at the very end kind of reading it in her ethereal form as her corporeal form is like just making coffee
1: yeah it would, I, I, i'm I down w- for that kind of stuff yeah no, cool. I,
0: I do want to go to wherever those mountains were. That was a fantastic Oh, absolutely. backdrop yeah. and setting. I want to go there. So, uh
1: any final thoughts for WandaVision?
0: WandaVision.
1: I think for uh I think for a return to the MCU cuz that's really what this was. It's been 2 years since we've really seen anything from the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think it was very exciting. The last
0: thing we saw was in game, right? Yeah.
1: No, no, no. No,
0: the last thing we saw was Spider-Man.
1: Oh, that's right, yes. Um, but that was, yeah, that was afterwards. Um, still, you know, with Endgame having all of the characters, it's is the first time seeing Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a good return. I'm with you. I enjoyed the first several episodes a lot more than the final episodes. Um, but still overall, uh, I'm excited for MCU stuff i i enjoy it at this point it's just a part of my life and i enjoy it and i probably gonna be stuck on disney plus for a very long time oh yeah me
0: too i mean with kids we're gonna be stuck on disney plus forever now so oh yeah we've uh, we've we as to... well just buy by stock in disney
1: yeah our little one just discovered moana so um that's been non around here you're welcome yes um <laughs> That, Moana is actually a really good movie. I oh, it, it. it's great. S uh, sixteen, eighteen times a week. You know, it, it, it <laughs> starts to wear you down after a time. Just
0: wait until she finds Frozen.
1: Uh, we're we're trying to avoid that.
0: <laughs> well, next time, Justin, how would you like to discuss uh, a new, old slash director's cut version
1: of a movie coming out on HBO Max here in a few weeks? <laughs> um. I completely forgot what the HBO Max uh, release schedule is. Uh, so, what are you referring to?
0: Justice League, the Snyder oh, Cut. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. I, you know what, that that movie is probably going to be very much worth discussing. Um, or I don't even know if we want to call it a movie or a event.
0: Mhm. It'll be something. So, on on HBO Max, there's two things coming out which I'm kind of excited for. That's the Justice League Snyder Cut, which. I'm just morbidly curious about it this time. Yes, point. yeah. Um, and then there's the uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So uh, depending on how things go, maybe we'll be able to discuss both of them in our next episode, or maybe we'll have to do two separate episodes just because we want to talk about how crazy Justice League was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, but we'll either journalists...
1: have zero thoughts on it or lots of thoughts on it.
0: Exactly, yes. Uh, but dear listener, uh, that will do it for us for this episode for WandaVision. Uh, So we'll catch you again next time when we discuss Justice League, uh, the Snyder edition, Snyder Cut, whatever it's called, whatever. It'll be on HBO Max. So thanks for listening, uh, and we hope that you have been entertained.